welcome back. And if you're new here, thanks for stopping by. I'm glad that you did. Here we are, the week of Valentine's. And rather than giving you tips, ideas, or suggestions on how to share your love, I thought it would be really kind of fun if we kind of went in a little bit of a different direction. I know that you're used to receiving tips, tricks, strategies, etc. here. But I already know you know how to show yourself love and others, especially if you've been doing the work I've been teaching on here for the last couple of years. So let's dive into some interesting things that I learned about Valentine's Day that you may or may not know. Something just kind of fun and different to shake it up this this episode. Before we do, let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Rain. I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the Inner Critic Tamer, and I am super passionate about helping others just like you and me who have gone through some things that we don't necessarily like to talk about, but we know we want to do better. We want better for our lives, and we want better for our kids. So we do the things that we need to do to work on ourselves, and I'm obsessed We're teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner voice or that inner childhood conditioning, and teach you how to really understand the languaging of it. So often people just want to say, oh, I just want my inner critic to shut up or go away or die. And I'm telling you, there's so much to be learned from what that little voice, that inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning has to tell you and is trying to get your attention. It's learning how to understand it in order to heal from it so that you can see it as a guide, as somebody, as a partner, rather than a hassle or something that sabotages your success or holds you back from fully living the vibrant life that you're designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about some interesting and maybe even surprising facts about Valentine's Day. I had so much fun doing this. When February 14th comes along, we can expect to exchange messages of love, right? Through thoughtful cards, flowers, or heart-shaped boxes of chocolate. And while these may seem small, they seem to make a difference or make someone feel that they've been thought of and cared for. But as a sentimental as the holiday may be, have you ever thought about why we celebrate Valentine's Day in the first place? Believe it or not, it wasn't always the celebration of love. Yeah, that's true. But that's not all. I have found so many more interesting Valentine's Day facts that will make this holiday fun. If nothing else, just, I don't know, it's kind of quirky to me and I thought it would be fun for you too. While there's plenty of tidbits that just make sense for the holiday, like how over 8 billion candy hearts are produced every year, there are some truths that aren't as sweet. To give you a sneak peek into the history of Valentine's Day, centuries ago, People celebrated by sacrificing animals to encourage fertility. It wasn't until the 1300s that it became an official holiday associated by love. Okay, let's dive into some of these interesting facts, all right? One, St. Valentine's wasn't just one person. You may already know that Valentine's Day was named after its patron saint, 
Saint Valentine, but there's actually some confusion around which Saint Valentine the holiday technically honors. According to history.com, there are at least two men named Valentine that could have inspired the holiday, including one Valentine who was a priest in third century Rome. As the story goes, this Valentine defied Emperor Claudius II's banned on marriage. He thought it distracted young soldiers. And he ends this Saint Valentine was ill legally marrying couples in the spirit of love until he was caught and sentenced to death. Another legend suggests that Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape prison in Rome, and that he actually sent the first Valentine message himself while imprisoned, writing a letter signed, From Your Valentine. Number two, Valentine's Day has its roots in an ancient pagan festival. Though some historians believe that Valentine's Day commemorates the dead of St. Valentine on February 14th, others believe that the holiday actually has its origins in a pagan fertility festival called Lupercalia, which was celebrated on February 15th in ancient Rome. Dedicated to Phanias, the Roman god of agriculture, and Roman founders Romulus and Remus, the day was celebrated by sacrificing animals and smacking women with animal hides as a practice that was believed to encourage fertility. Oh my God, aren't you glad we aren't living back then? Number three, in the 1300s, it officially became a holiday associated with love. At the end of the 5th century, Roman Pope um, Galatius officially declared the date of February 14th as St. Valentine's Day. It wasn't until the Middle Ages, though, that the holiday became associated with love and romance, a tradition that first started from the common belief in France and England that birds started their mating season on February 14th. Number four, Cupid has its roots in Greek mythology. He's the charming cherub that appears on Valentine's Day cards, often depicted with a bow and arrow. But how did Cupid become a common symbol in Valentine's Day? According to Time magazine, the figure can actually be traced all the way back to 700 BC to the Greek god of love named Eros who was actually a handsome, immortal man with the intimidating power to make people fall in love. It wasn't until the 4th century BCE that the Romans adopted Eros into the image of a cute little boy with a bow and arrow, naming him Cupid. By the turn of the 19th century, though, Cupid had become linked to Valentine's Day due to his love-matching powers. Number five, the first Valentine was sent in the 15th century. The oldest record of a Valentine being sent, according to History.com, was a poem written by a French medieval duke named Charles to his wife in 1415. Charles pinned this sweet note to his lover while he was imprisoned in the Tower of London at just 21 years old. 
One of the lines in the poem was, I am already sick of love, my gentle Valentine. <laughs> Swoon. <laughs> Number six, not until the 1840 did we get the first mass-produced Valentines. People started exchanging cards and handwritten letters to both lovers and friends during the 17th century. But it was in the 1840s that the first Valentine's card was mass-produced in the U.S., sold by Esther Howland, known as the mother of the American Valentine. Howland is credited for commercializing Valentine's Day cards in America, and she is remembered for her elaborate, crafty cards made with lace and ribbons. Number seven, the tradition of giving Valentine's Day flowers dates back to the 17th century. Giving roses may be an obvious romantic gesture today, but it wasn't until the late 17th century that giving flowers became a popular custom. In fact, the practice can be traced back to when King Charles II of Sweden learned the language of flowers, which pairs different flowers with specific meanings on a trip to Persia, and subsequently introduced the tradition to Europe. The act of giving flowers then became a popular trend during the Victorian era, including on Valentine's Day, with red roses symbolizing deep love. Number eight, nearly 250 million roses are grown in preparation for Valentine's Day each year. There is a science to ensuring that there is enough fresh roses to go around. And when it comes to February 14th, in an effort to provide the flowers for the holiday, countries including Ecuador, Kenya, or Colombia ship the roses to the U.S. since they don't grow in the colder temperatures we experience in February. And the color of the flower given on Valentine's Day also holds meaning. While red roses has traditionally symbolized love, other colors like deep pink, purple, or white, which symbolize happiness, royalty, and sympathy, respectively, may be also given on the holiday, too. That was number nine. Sorry, number ten. Today, Americans spend a lot on love. According to the National Retail Foundation, Americans spend nearly $26 billion on Valentine's gifts. This was in 2003, it was recorded. 2023, I'm sorry. People were also expected to spend an average of approximately $193 for Valentine's Day. Crazy, right? Number 11, Americans spend 145 million Valentine's Day cards each year. They send them. 145 million, wow. According to Hallmark, a whooping 145 million Valentine's Day cards are exchanged every February 14th. And that's not even including all the little kids' cards that they hand out in their classrooms. Although this is one little sweet note, teachers receive the most Valentine's cards annually, followed by kids, mothers, and wives. Where's the dads and dudes? Don't they get any? I'm sure they do. Needless to say, we have come a long way since 1913, which was when Hallmark cards produced their first cards. Number 12, and 
millions of dollars are spent on gifts for pets. Oh my gosh. Hey, furry friends. I know you need to know this. In fact, over 27.6 million American households gave Valentine's Day presents to their pet dogs in 2020, and more than 17.1 million picked up gifts for their cats. <laughs> all in all, American households spend an estimate of 751 dollars. $751.3 million on gifts for their pets on Valentine's Day. I'd be really curious to see what's going to happen in 2024 when we keep talking about inflation and things costing so dang much. Number 13, candy still continues to be the most uh, popular gift. Americans plan to spend more than $5.5 billion, though, on jewelry and nearly $4.4 billion on a special evening out. Wow. The first heart-shaped box of chocolates was introduced in 1861 by none other than Richard Cadbury. I don't know about you, but I'm a huge fan of the Cadbury eggs for Easter. Uh, anyway, he introduced the first heart-shaped box box of chocolates for Valentine's Day in 1861, and today, more than 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolates are sold each year. That's 58 million pounds of chocolate. And Dad, if you're listening to this, I know you're probably just smiling because I know how much you love your chocolate. Number 15. Conversation hearts got their start as medical lozenges. Oh, weird, right? So it's understanding that the story of conversation hearts first began when a Boston pharmacist named Oliver Chase invented a machine that simplified the way medical lozenges were made, used for sore throats and other illnesses. The result was America's first candy-made machine, because the pharmacist soon started shifting his focus from making lozenges to candy instead. He, he saw where the dollar signs were, right? Chase founded the New England Confectionery Company, or NACO, and the candy lozenges soon became what we know as NACO wafers. But it wasn't until 1866 that we first got sweet printed messages on conversation hearts. It was Oliver's brother, Daniel Chase, who started printing sentimental messages on NACO sweethearts, though these candies were bigger than the versions we have today and featured much bigger messages. Some of the first messages were, married in white, you have chosen right, or how long shall I have to wait, or please be considerate. I mean, they were having full-on sentences on these candies. More than 8 million conversation hearts are manufactured each year. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. 8 billion. Oh, my gosh. And NACO has to make them all year round. Each box has approximately 45 sayings, including true love, hug me, and you rock. But you can personalize your own. Here's an interesting thing, though. 
you couldn't get your hands on conversation hearts in 2019. NACO went out of business in 2018 and sold NACO wafers and sweethearts to Spangler Candy. And the creators um, weren't able to, to get a message out until 2022. And that's when words of encouragement were added to the sweetheart candies. Spangler Candy decided to introduce new sayings to the famous sweethearts this last uh, in 2022, the iconic candies features phrases like way to go, crush it, high five, making them perfect to share with friends and lovers. It's also not surprising that February 14th is one of the most popular days for proposals. While Christmas and New Year's Day, many people... S- experience being proposed to Valentine's Day is also a big one. Plus, it was interesting, there was a survey that was done, and it showed that many would have loved to have gotten engaged on Valentine's Day. Um, Number 21, it's celebrated differently around the world. Um, I was talking to my daughter about this because she studied Japanese, and she was saying that they have actually two Valentine's Days in Japan. One is um, the girls doing for the boys and then the boys doing for the girls. That's really interesting. In Japan, uh, it's uh, upon further research that the women give candy to the men. And this includes uh, bosses, coworkers, friends, family, partners, not just, you know, that significant other in your life. And the significant difference is is the quality of chocolate indicating their true feelings. According uh, to the study that the men, um, I'm sorry, that the the better quality, the chocolate is saved for that special person in your life, which is really neat. Um, On March 14th, exactly a month later, the men repay the favor by celebrating the increasing popular, it's called White Day, and that's the day that the men in turn do the exchange for women in Japan. Also, Valentine's Day is a day uh, for horror movies. I know that's crazy, right? You just heard me say that. Some people prefer to get their hearts rates up by watching a scary movie about the holiday. The popular film, My Bloody Valentine, is... Just one of the many that are out there. That's crazy. Also, Galentine's Day has risen in popularity. The holiday which is celebrated, uh, they say on February 13th, but it seems like it goes either day, was introduced by Amy um, Poehler's Park and Rec character Leslie Nope in 2010. According to Nope, Valentine's Day is all about ladies celebrating ladies. It's like Lilith Fair minus the angst plus frittatas. <laughs> Here's another interesting fact XOXO didn't always mean hugs and kisses. XOXO is a popular signature. This time of year, the origin of the signature, however, stemmed from the Middle Ages. The Washington Post reported that during those times, 
The X symbolized the Christian cross, and letters ended with the sign of the cross and a kiss to symbol an oath. As the gesture became more popular in literature, letters, and paperwork, it came to mean something had been sealed with a kiss. Let's see what else. Um, Lovebirds are actual birds. While the term lovebirds has become popular figure speech, it's also a common name for agaparonius birds. This bird is a type of parrot that is native to the continent of Africa and can be found throughout the eastern and southern regions. The animals typically travel in pairs, which is why many couples are referred to as lovebirds. There is an alternative, an official Valentine's Day alternative for singles called International Quirky Alone Day. <laughs> it's a holiday for single, as if we don't have enough freaking holidays, right? This holiday is for single people on the same date. The holiday isn't an anti-day Valentine's Day, but rather a moment to celebrate self-love and platonic relationships. International Quirky Alone Day has been celebrated globally since 2003. I don't know about any of you, but this is the first time I've heard of International Quirky Alone Day. Let me know if you've heard about this before. And then last of our facts and interesting things here is William Shakespeare inspired a tradition. Writing letters to Juliet has become a Valentine's Day tradition for many and even inspired the film, the 2010 film Letters to Juliet. Around Valentine's Day, thousands of letters are sent to Verona, Italy, addressed to the Romeo and Juliet character, Juliet Capulet. These love letters to Juliet are filled with emotion passion, and in many cases, heartbreak. Volunteers, called Juliet's secretaries, read through each letter, write responses, and pick a winner of the Cara Giulietta, which translates to Dear Juliet in English, prize. The winner gets to visit Juliet's home in Verona and attend a special ceremony. And as we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I know that it was different than usual, but I hope you had just as much fun as I did learning about some of these facts about Valentine's Day. It's within our traditions, our willingness to learn, grow, and explore that we can connect with each other. And isn't that what love is all about? Connection? If you enjoyed this topic or would like more topics like this for me to throw in once in a while, then please let me know because I would love to be able to make that happen to you. I'm also going to encourage you to please follow and share this podcast because the more we get the word out and the message out and the help actually through the teachable episodes that I provide each week, it's an opportunity to help people to help themselves. And if there's something I can help you with personally, I'm going to give you some ways that you can either schedule an appointment with me or connect with me. I'm on Instagram at Ask Dr. Kelly Ray. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. 
I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B. B is in Brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so.